0: From the Ty Cats Audio Network, this is Ty Cats Today with
1: Louis B. Yes, it is Ticats Today for a Wednesday, October the 6th, 2021. Thanks for checking us out on the Ticats Audio Network. Yes, it is your digital host, Louis B. A brand new episode of Morreale and Hitch. And I still, I, I can't even get through the name of the show uh, without chuckling because every time I say this show, I think about something ridiculous that they've said On this week's episode, Uh, within two minutes of today's show, uh, you got Morielli breaking out his Luke Skywalker impression. Uh, You got Rob's stories of working as a bouncer. It is uh, the funniest podcast on the Ticats Audio Network, Uh, even though I do not try to be funny, despite how flat some of my jokes fall. Um, It is the funniest podcast on the Ticats Audio Network, so go check it out. A brand new episode of Morielli and Hitch, available Wherever you got this podcast. Uh, Cats remain off again today. Uh, they'll return to practice tomorrow. And uh, we'll be back at Tim Hortons Field bringing you all the latest. So coming up on today's show, we will be joined by uh, CFL.ca Managing Editor and Senior Writer Chris O'Leary. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on where the Ticats are at at this point of the season. And a huge matchup or week of matchups uh, in the East Division starting tonight. When the Toronto Argonauts host the Ottawa Red Blacks, Uh, that should be a great game. A huge game for Ottawa. Are they for real? Was last week kind of a a blip? Uh, We'll find out tonight when they take on the Argos in Toronto. Uh, Coming up in just a little bit, though, we're going to be joined by Justin Glover. He's a Community Relations Coordinator at Hamilton Foodshare. And that is because on Monday, when the Ticats host the Argonauts, it is Pure Later Tackle Hunger Day. So representatives from Hamilton Food Share, from the Tykes from PureLater, they'll be there to collect uh, donations of cash, of debit, online donations and non-perishable food items uh, in support of Hamilton Food Share. Uh, PureLater Tackle Hunger has raised more than 13 million pounds of food and Hamilton consistently sets records when it comes to bringing in food, uh, 240,000 pounds of food. Uh, was raised uh, last time out, so uh, that was a record, and the Ty Cats are hoping uh, a similar turnout again uh, for Monday. And uh, here to discuss that, as mentioned, is Justin Glover. He's community relations coordinator at Hamilton Food Share, and uh, Justin, it seems like a, a perfect marriage: the Ty Cats, Hamilton Food Share, Thanksgiving. Uh, it's, it seems like everything is 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 lining up nicely for Monday.
0: Yeah, you know what? We're super grateful for the opportunity to be a part of this program. We have a great relationship with, with you guys and the Cats and with Purelater. And, you know, right now it's the season of giving. It's the season of thinking about our neighbors. And uh, uh, it, it's so apropos to be at Thanksgiving Day, you know, while we're, everyone's got a Thanksgiving food drive and the Thanksgiving football game, we're the recipients of, uh, uh, of this great cause.
1: So thank you. Um, Hamilton Food Share, just give us a little bit of background. Um, You know, how long have you guys been accepting donations and and kind of, uh, I guess, some of the key numbers I think people would be surprised to hear yeah absolutely so
0: Hamilton food chair we've been around for about 30 for actually 30 years here in the hamilton community we're the hub of the food bank systems here in uh here in hamilton we we touch actually every corner of the city there's 23 food bank or food programs or hunger relief programs that we're actually touching throughout the city 16 agencies um and we're helping everyone that feed food, you know, feed each other or, uh, you know, make sure that they, they, are not going hungry. And, and that's, that's a se- essential, right? There's uh, it's full includes inclusivity and no, it doesn't matter what your gender is, what your sex is, what your, your religion is, or, you know, your race, we're making sure that you're being fed and, and, and that's really important. So that's what we do, you know, in, in a nutshell.
1: Uh, let's talk about uh, some of the donations that, that you'll be looking for uh, when it comes to, uh, to Pure Later Tackle Hunger uh, on Monday. What, what are some of the key items you, you're, you're kind of hoping that people find? It's, you know We know that it, there's some sort of you know, trend to kind of look what you have in your closet, but maybe you're going to grocery store this week. Uh, what, what are some things people should be picking up?
0: It's a really great question, and, and realistically, to be completely honest with you, the, the donations that uh, that we're looking for are the ones that are actually the most important to the donor. So whatever is important to you as a donor bringing t- to the game, that's the best one. Now that being said, there's obviously some key items that we are looking for, or all food bank programs are looking for. Uh, those are your high protein items, your peanut butters, your your canned tunas, your your canned meats. Um, but rice, pasta, beans—they go a long way. Now, keep in mind though, we also we also have an ability to. To provide people with those staple items that we might not think about your spices your salts your peppers your condiments these are things that food banks need but not necessarily are thought about all the time so those are items that we'll always accept but at the end of the day the item that is the most important and most meaningful to you as a donor that's the best one to donate
1: and if people aren't coming down with, with grocery bags full of food, you, they, they can open their checkbook as well. And, and I feel like it, that's an important aspect because I was reading on the website of Hamilton food share that $1 raises $5 worth of food. That, that seems like it goes a long way. Yeah.
0: You know, and that's a, that's a really important number to us. Right. So, um, when you actually think about it, when you get your grocery bill at home and you, you get out to get to the cash register and you look at it, think about that times five. When you're donating a, a dollar to us we can flip it into five dollars worth of food and we do that through our food uh, acquisition and distribution network um, and and our ability to buy in surplus and buy in wholesale so at the game when you're going if you, you know what you get to the game and yeah yeah you for, oh no i forgot my bag of food don't worry we'll have teams there that'll have a qr code that you can donate online um as well as a tap system and the traditional cash. Got a couple, uh, you know, loonies and toonies in your pocket. Throw them in. We'll we'll accept it. So thank you so much. Uh,
1: if you're if you're not going to the going down to the game to make a donation, where can people donate? And also importantly, if somebody's watching this and is suffering from food insecurity, uh, wh- what are some resources they can reach out to?
0: Absolutely. So if you are lo- looking for help, that is the most important. If you are looking for helping, you need to feed yourself or your family head over to our website, hamiltonfoodshare.org. There's a link on there. The first thing you'll see, it says looking for help. If you're looking for help, please click there. There's a list of all of our agencies that we help out in this city. Find the one that's the most convenient for you and uh, all the contact information for them will be there. If you are looking to help, same thing. You can actually go to hamiltonfoodshare.org. There's a button right beside the looking for help that says looking to help. And if you're looking to help, you can click there and donate directly online. Justin, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Louie. Thanks so much for your time and uh, best of luck to the cats and uh, eat them raw.
1: That is Justin Glover. He's the community relations coordinator at Hamilton food share. And uh, Hamilton usually does a pretty good job raising money and food. Uh, The record 240,000 Pounds of food uh, raised last time out, so hoping to top that. And uh, if you you don't feel like bringing heavy bags of groceries, we hope you do. But if you don't, uh, you can always bring your checkbook as well. As one dollar raises five dollars worth of food, and you heard it there. Taking all sorts of donations, and if you're not going down, or if you need to access any of the offerings of Hamilton Food Share, uh, HamiltonFoodShare.org is their website all right that's all going down on Monday speaking of Monday the Ticats are getting set to host the Argonauts but before that uh, the Argonauts take on the Red Blacks tonight at home at BMO Field I'm sure a man who will be at that game who's joining us now is the managing editor and senior writer at CFL.ca Chris O'Leary and uh, Chris obviously it's a big uh, week in in matchups for for the East Division but let's start with the Ticats four and four is that Record indicative of who we think the Ticats are at this point?
2: Uh, I mean, I, I think it fits if you look at the season that they've had, just in terms of, I, th- I think, dealing with a lot of injuries and uh, just kind of finding their way early. Uh, I, I think the, the record reflects well on them in that sense. I mean, I, I think things could have gone a lot worse. I mean, you look at teams, and we talked about it the last time I was on with you, uh, teams that are, are down to their third-string quarterback, uh, you know, those, those are teams that are usually taken L's. And uh, the Ticats found ways to win with David Watford in there. Uh, which I think is a great sign for them. Um, And and I'm I'm interested to see what the second half of the season holds for them. Uh, You know, just talking with uh, people on our content team, uh, you know, we were doing things like power rankings and uh, the QB index and and things like that. Uh, You know, I think it's very possible that this team sort of hits its stride starting, you know, you could even look at, even last week, just the way that I I thought they played a a good game. It it took a tough loss, but uh, just – I think what's in front of them in terms of, of health, getting key pieces back. Uh, you know, you'll get them slowly settling in uh, as a starter now. And then um, look at Braylon Addison, uh, you know, who had a good game. Uh, you want to get Brandon Banks going. I feel like there's still a lot of time for those things to happen, a lot of things to come together. So, like, yeah, 4-4, four four I think, is, is accurate for sort of what they've been through and I think shows well on their end. But um, I, I still think there's a ton of uh, positives and, and upside for this team as, as we get to that second half.
1: Let's go back to Saturday because, uh, you know, like you said, it was a good game. I'm sure people who left, uh, you know, cheering for the Thai Cats uh, might, might disagree on that one. But uh, when, you, when you look at that game, you know, Shinetti was on here on Monday, called it the game of the year. I mean, that's, sure. that's what makes the CFL exciting. Moments, games like that, 55-yard kicks into
2: the wind. I mean, that, that game really had everything. It did. It was, it was just such a battle. And, yeah, I think Shinetti was probably right. I mean, I mean really, if you played games like from this past week, um, there were probably a couple and then, um, you know, you'll know, that Saskatchewan BC finished the week before. Um, yeah, I, I think just the week as a whole is kind of hitting a stride with, um, with good competitive games, but yeah, to me that, that Thai cats, Al's game just had everything and, uh, so many swings, uh, you know, a big lead, unfortunately, uh, squandered, but it made for a, an amazing finish. And then, like you said, uh, kick from midfield into the wind, um, you know, extremely difficult situation and conditions. And um was, yeah so much emotion in that game it, f- it felt like a playoff game and I think maybe more so for the owls than the tie caps I think the owls just were desperate right like I mean Ottawa's right on their heels in the standings um uh, they they couldn't afford to lose that game and um, so the, I mean they they got that win in a, an incredible atmosphere I think a great game obviously you're, you're unhappy if you're're you're a tie cats fan you see that home, home winning streak come to an end but uh, but yeah a, a great game and I'm excited now just to see the Ticats uh, on Thanksgiving Monday. And then, you know, I think a, a great opportunity to kind of build a new streak here at Tim Hortonsville. And Matt,
1: again, Shani and I were talking about this earlier where it was like, you got the sense that Montreal kind of felt like they needed to win that game. And, and it was more of a desperation, but for the Ticats, they, they need those games. They need that experience. They need that adversity. You know, again, he made the case that they've had adversity on their team since 2014. But, uh, I mean, how, getting these games out of the way, getting these tough games where you can learn the lessons, okay, why couldn't we put our foot on the gas at 17-3? What happened? Like, there, there is
2: something to take out of a loss like that. I think so. I, I think, you know, like you said, letting, letting that lead go and then even just losing a game in, in overtime and just in those tight situations at, at, at the end. Uh, I, I think, and it's something I think a team has to go through every season. It's not something you go through once, you know, four years ago and it's, it's with you. I think you have to kind of go through those ups and downs through, through a season. But, um, but yeah, I, I think just, you take things from those, those tight losses and whether it's as simple as, you know, we can't let this happen again, uh, or just seeing mistakes that you're making. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's been an interesting week or will be an interesting week of practice here for this team, uh, as they watch film and, and try to improve on the things they did wrong. But, uh, no, I mean, I think especially for a team like the Titans, cats, this is, you know, you're towards the front of the pack in the East, even though it's, it seems like it's tightening up. Um, you don't want, you don't want to say that they can afford these losses. But they they have some room for uh, for error, and uh, you know, and I think yeah. There's there's a ton to learn there. You get better from it, and you you take that into the rest of the season with you. You you mentioned Monday's
1: game. By the time the Ticats kick off, you mentioned the East. By the time the Ticats kick off at four p.m., there could be three teams in the East Division with four wins, and one yeah. of them could be Ottawa, right? I mean, Ottawa could win tonight. They could win on yeah. on you know Sunday or Monday afternoon.
2: I mean this is a huge week for the East division, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And uh, I mean, it's, to me, it's like classic CFL. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, maybe kind of make a joke about it and just say that like, you know, the team that was dead in the water two weeks ago is, is now, you know, it, it back in the, in the thick of it. But uh, to me, that's what makes the league great, right? It's just that, and especially this year, it's just the parody. I mean, we're seeing that in the West as well. Uh, Winnipeg excluded. But, um, yeah. Just that it's, it's all up for grabs and I, it makes it, incredibly difficult to, to pick winners every week and to, to have a, a solid sense of, of what this league looks like. Again, Winnipeg excluded. Um, but it's super fun. I mean, part of me would love to see this just kind of roll through for the next two months and, and get, get into a situation where, you know, you're in week 15, 16, and every single game matters. And, you know, a team that maybe is in second place is in danger of, you know, losing a lot and, and potentially being out of the out of the playoffs at, at the end of the regular season. To me, that's, that's a ton of fun. And I can't really think of a time, I've, I've been around the league, uh, I think since 2008, in some capacity, and I can't think of a time where um, so much could be at stake, where we're in that position. It's, uh, you know, record-wise, maybe it doesn't look great when everyone's at or around 500, but it, it could be a ton of fun, right? And I, th- I think that's where we're headed right now.
1: Well, And that, I mean, that's, it, it could be the Argos could be, you know, sitting on six wins after week 10 or everybody could be bunched up there with four wins or three wins. The Ticats obviously want to keep pace. Um, what do the Ticats need to do uh, differently Monday when they take on the Argonauts that,
2: that didn't work for them in Montreal or they just have to be a little bit better? Um, what, and I, th- I think some of this is going to come as, as they get healthier and get more time together. I, I think this week of practice will probably be, be big for Jeremiah Masoli uh, for Braylon Addison, for Brandon Banks, who, who's, who's been around more this season, but uh, I think just needs to get on that same page with, with his quarterback. I, I think the biggest thing for Hamilton is just getting that offense going, right? I mean, we've seen through the, the challenges that they've had that they've got the special teams power, uh, whether it's in the kicking game or whether it's in, in, in the return uh, aspect of it. Uh, the defense can score touchdowns at, at any point and can make game-changing plays. Like I, I don't think that's changed really from 2019 um, to me, it's just the offense. It's getting on the same page. Uh, it's, it's letting Masoli get comfortable. Um, you know, as Dane Evans health improves, uh, maybe it's, it's getting him back into the picture, whatever it is to, to kind of get that offense, uh, firing like it was, uh, two, uh, two years ago, one season ago, uh, just, just to, to get that. I mean, I, I think that's the one thing they're consistently missing. And again, we, and this is why I keep saying like, you know, at four and four, that's, uh, they're, they're in a decent spot considering. And uh, I think if they get that, that could provide that separation that, you know, that I'm not necessarily looking for in the standings. But uh, you know, I, I think they, uh, they're, they're basically that one piece away from being an elite team. Well said. Chris, appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. Yeah, anytime. And uh, enjoy the games this weekend.
1: My thanks to Chris for joining me today, and my thanks to Justin Glover joining me earlier, the Community Relations Coordinator at Hamilton Food Share, talking about uh, Monday's game. So, and my thanks to you for joining me. I appreciate it. Ticats back at practice tomorrow. We're back at Tim Hortons Field with all the news and notes you need to know that you only find here on the Ticats Audio Network, specifically Cats Today. Thanks for checking us out. I'm Louis B. Hope you have a great day.
0: Ty Cats today with Louis B.
1: Subscribe,
2: like, and get your Ty Cats fix every weekday.